Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name. In the last two messages, John and the Beast from the Sea and Daniel and the Night Visions we discovered the interpretation of the visions and dreams given by God to both Daniel and John. In the night visions given to Daniel when he was in exile under Babylonian rule, we were shown that the empires of humanity without God are devouring beasts. Together with the vision given to John of the beasts that came out of the sea, the root of these empires of humanity without God were exposed. The root of all empires of humanity without God is pure evil, Satan himself. In a time long ago, Satan declared war on God and his people. Together with the beast and false prophet, to this day they continue to attempt to usurp God's right to rule and reign. They try to deceive humanity into worshipping them. However, God in his great love, through the vision given to John of the revelation of Jesus, he reveals the lies and deceptions of the evil trinity. So let us continue on through the visions given to John as he was exiled on the island of Patmos for his testimony of Jesus. But before we begin... Let us take a moment to surrender our preconceived thoughts and beliefs and let God speak to us afresh. Father, may you give us ears to hear what your Spirit is saying to us. Illuminate your intended meaning of these visions given to John all those years ago. May we receive a deeper revelation of your love, truth and power. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Turn with me to Revelation chapter 11, verses 1 to 2. Then I was given a reed like a measuring rod, and the angel stood, saying, Rise and measure the temple of God, the altar, and those who worship there. But leave out the court which is outside the temple, and do not measure it, for it has been given to the Gentiles, and they will tread the holy city underfoot for forty-two months. Prior to this specific vision given to John, he was instructed to prophesy about many peoples, nations, tongues and kings. Then he was given a reed like a measuring rod to measure the temple, the altar and those who worship there. All throughout the Old Testament and New Testament, the imagery of the temple is associated directly with God's presence. The belief was that in the temple, that is where God dwelt. In the book of Ezekiel, There was a similar instance when Ezekiel was told to measure the temple. 
Ezekiel was to testify to the ancient Israelites everything that he heard and saw in the vision. It was a detailed prophecy concerning a future temple that will be realised with the coming of the Messiah. God would dwell in that temple. He promised to put his spirit within all those who accepted his right to rule and reign, all those who gave their allegiance to him and worshipped only him. In Jesus' human life, death, resurrection and ascension, the prophecy of the new covenant is fulfilled. The new covenant is marked with Jesus' identity and brought into the fulfilment by his spirit. It is a covenant of transformation and revelation, brought about by the Spirit of the Lord. It is only through his Spirit dwelling within our mortal bodies and transforming us each day as we surrender our self-will and receive more of him that we are his effective witness to the world. Where each one lives in the reality of knowing and experiencing the living God. Having received Jesus, our mortal bodies are the dwelling place of God's presence. We are now the temple of the living God. The altar is the place of sacrifice that enables us to receive and believe. Having received Jesus' sacrifice, those of Jewish lineage and non-Jewish lineage come together as one, as true witnesses of God. The measuring of the worshippers indicates that there is a number that will come to God. And God knows the future. He is the Eternal One. And He knows that those who will come to Him from throughout the ages. And once all who have come to Him have come, Jesus will return. The outer court of the physical temple was given to the Gentiles. The text states that the Gentiles will tread the holy city underfoot for 42 months. This refers to the empires of humanity without God. The number 42 is very significant. Throughout the Bible, 40 is linked directly with judgment of humanity that chose to align themselves with evil. In the worship of other gods, they aligned themselves with the judgment of those gods and upon evil itself. Two represents witness. So in this instance, 42 is symbolic of the time of humanity's rebellion in choosing to be one with just evil, and as a result becoming a false witness against God. The apparent victory of evil is for a limited time. Evil has been judged and will be totally eliminated from the world. Let us continue on. Revelation chapter 11, verses 3 to 6. And I will give power to my two witnesses, and they will prophesy 1,260 days, clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two lampstands standing before the God of the earth. And if anyone wants to harm them, fire proceeds from their mouth and devours their enemies. 
and if anyone wants to harm them, he must be killed in this manner. These have power to shut heaven, so that no rain falls in the days of their prophecy, and they have power over waters to turn them to blood, and to strike the earth with all plagues, as often as they desire. It is important to understand this is not a sequence of time, but a symbolic representation of God's witness throughout the ages. In this vision given to John, there are two distinct witnesses. The true witnesses of Jesus from ancient Israel lineage are represented by the two olive trees. There were those of Jewish lineage from the Old Testament who received God's right to rule and reign, and therefore testified and prophesied of Jesus' coming centuries before he came. They were anointed by God as his witness to speak for God, both those of Jewish lineage and non-Jewish lineage. In the Old Testament book of Zechariah, Zechariah describes the vision and prophetic words given to him by God. Amongst many things, Zechariah saw a man measuring Jerusalem, a golden lampstand, and two olive trees either side of the golden lampstand. The two olive trees were explained to Zechariah as symbolic of the two anointed ones who stand beside the Lord of the whole earth. A king and a priest of God, both of Jewish lineage. In Romans 11, the Apostle Paul refers to those of Jewish lineage as the natural olive tree. Those of non-Jewish lineage are grafted into the natural olive tree upon receiving Jesus. Paul explains that they both have the same root, and that is Jesus. The resurrected Jesus, before he ascended into heaven, whilst on the road to Emmaus, joined two men on their journey. The text states that Jesus expounded the scriptures to them concerning himself, beginning at Moses and the prophets. Moses and the prophets testify of Jesus. They are a true witness and prophetic voice speaking for God. Before Jesus went to the cross, both Moses and Elijah appeared together with the transfigured Jesus. The disciples that were there at the time included John. The prophets taught the suffering of the Messiah, the Christ, and his entrance into glory. The apostles were the eyewitness to Jesus being the Messiah, the Christ, who suffered for our sakes. In his resurrected human body, he was glorified and ascended into heaven. All this is outlined in the testimony of the apostles, in the four Gospels. The apostles, until their last breath on earth, testified and proved Jesus is the Messiah. Throughout their recorded sermons in the book of Acts, they continue to testify of God who became the sacrifice for all humanity throughout the ages. 
every disciple of Jesus, from the time of the Apostles' eyewitness account of Jesus' life, death, resurrection, and ascension, until Jesus returns, is collectively an anointed witness and prophetic voice of God. Just like the true witnesses of old, a prophetic voice to God's people and to the world. This is the Church. The New Testament true witness of God are represented by the two lampstands. In the beginning of the book of the Revelation of Jesus, John saw seven lampstands. The resurrected Jesus revealed to John the mystery of the seven lampstands. He declared that they are the seven aspects of the church as a whole, seven representing whole. Therefore, those of both the Old and New Testament, of Jewish lineage and non-Jewish lineage, who said yes to Jesus, yes to God and his right to rule and reign, are his true witness. In both witnesses in the vision given to John, they have been given power to shut heaven so that no rain falls in the days of their prophecy, and they have power over waters to turn them to blood and to strike the earth with all plagues as often as they desire. Elijah of the Old Testament was given power by God to shut the heavens. There was a drought over the land during Elijah's time on earth. The Apostle James, one of the other of the three apostles who witnessed Jesus' transfiguration with Elijah and Moses, says this of Elijah. James chapter 5, verses 17 to 18. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. So the power that had been given by God to Elijah back in the Old Testament is the same power given to the New Testament witnesses. The reference to the two witnesses having power over waters to turn them to blood and to strike the earth with all plagues, can be no other than the power given to Moses. Moses was a prophet who prophesied to both the world's superpower and the ancient Israelites. Moses testified of the judgment upon the gods of Egypt, and God through Moses exposed the lies and deceptions of evil. God, in his great love, is the one who chooses, the one who anoints, and the one who empowers those who say yes to him, to be his witnesses. Having received Jesus, received God and his right to rule and reign, we are his testimony and prophetic voice. Let us continue. Revelation chapter 11, verses 7 to 13. 
when they finish their testimony. The beast that ascends out of the bottomless pit will make war against them, overcome them, and kill them. And their dead bodies will lie in the street of the great city which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. Then those from the peoples, tribes, tongues, and nations will see their dead bodies three and a half days, and not allow their dead bodies to be put into graves. And those who dwell on the earth will rejoice over them, make merry, and send gifts to one another, because these two prophets tormented those who dwell on the earth. Now after the three and a half days, the breath of life from God entered them, and they stood on their feet, and great fear fell on those who saw them. And they heard a loud voice from heaven saying to them, Come up here. And they ascended to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies saw them. In the same hour there was a great earthquake, and a tenth of the city fell. In the earthquake, 7,000 people were killed, and the rest were afraid, and gave glory to the God of heaven. There are those throughout the ages who have been physically killed for their testimony of God. In the beginning of the book of the Revelation of Jesus, one of the seven aspects of the church was that it was being persecuted. Yet the good news is, even in the midst of horrendous persecution and the apparent victory of evil, God's truth remains. For He is truth. He is the Eternal One and the beginning and the end of life itself. By His Spirit, in His name, He will bring an end to evil. There will come a day when evil and the empires of humanity without God will have no place and will be judged accordingly. The kingdoms of this world become the kingdoms of our Lord and of our Christ. And he shall reign for ever and ever. The witness is true, the prophecy certain. So until that day, we testify, and the Spirit and the Bride say, Come, and let him who hears say, Come, and let him who thirsts come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Together with the Apostle John, in Revelation chapter 22, verse 20. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Come. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name.